Oblivion. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode 13 of Star Wars Rant Podcast. And uh, I'm coming to you live, sort of, from Cody Smith's house in uh, northwest Indiana. He just throws his name so, out on the internet like that. I mean, like, Cody Smith. Him. Google him. Yeah, um, see if that was okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's okay with that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, I'm joined by Mr. Chad Viss in South Dakota. Go Vikes. And Brian North, also in Northwest Indiana. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. So <laughs> Brian is uh, getting on my nerves already, and we haven't even started the thing. 42 so. seconds in. All right. 42 seconds in. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh some big things going on in the Star Wars universe. Are there, Brian? Um, big yeah, things? there's some big things, some good things. Real, real um, big. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, some of those things. We're going to talk about Rebels. It's going to kick off Saturday night oh, with the season I'm so premiere. excited. Yep, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, a new Yoda comic coming out. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about... Uh, a little bit of episode eight news and um, maybe some Battlefront and uh, I don't know. We'll see what else. And then uh, we got our usual searching the archives. I think we got a Kanan special. No, that's uh, oh character my spotlight. Gosh. Yeah, um, sc- oh my! Start over. I apologize. Start start <laughs> the podcast over. That's not happening. Okay. Um, we got our interesting indeed searching the archives character spotlight and then being ob's question of the day. So let's just jump into the news. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, buddy? Um, Disney announced plans for a... I'm just keep talking like that. Mm. Third Star Wars anthology film for 2020. That's a long way away. It is a long way away. And um, basically, that's talking about the A Star Wars story banner. Um, So we have Rogue One, we have the Han Solo film, and then um, there's going to be another film um, that's a Star Wars story um, in 2020. They haven't announced what it is. So what is it? Uh, Our guesses. Our guesses? Yeah. I would say it's going to be character-driven as opposed to Rogue One, Mm -hmm. and I would say... um, I'm going to say Yoda. Really? By you being yeah. out. I'm going to say Boba Fett. That's that's kind of my thought, too. Seems the, the easy one. Yoda would be cool, though. Yeah, you guys are probably right. It probably will be Boba Fett. But um, but anyways, that's uh, that's where we're at. Not, not a whole lot. I'm not going to sit here and read an article to you other than just to know that in 2020, there will be another A Star Wars movie film. And then also... Um, um, Bob Eager has been talking to um, Kathleen Kennedy about plans for 2021 and beyond. So hmm. uh, there will be Star Wars forever, forever. So which is good for the podcast. Always something to talk about. Um, so that's some uh, some news that came out um, recently, and then some Episode Eight news. Um, Star Wars Episode Eight cast General Leah. Leah. Oh my gosh! Ooh. I can't believe I said Leah. Quit. Just to have delete uh, the podcast off iTunes to, right now. To have bigger plot uh, role than suggested. Goodness. So 
She's um, basically they've called her in to do some more scenes, um, Carrie Fisher. So, you know, and it, this is a little bit of a spoiler here. So if you don't want to hear it, turn it down for uh, 30 seconds. But wow. in, um, there was a set leak in March that indicated that Laura Dern will be playing a resistance officer at odds with uh, Leia's leadership after Leia is injured in an explosion. Dern's character takes over, eventually leading to a mutiny led by Poe Dameron. This sounds like it could be marginalizing Leia as a major player in resistance politics, setting up Poe Dameron as a future leader of the movement. Um, but there's a second leak that suggests that Leia's future may take an interesting turn. Um, so according to some anonymous sources that work on the set of the film, um, Leia is indeed injured. Leia, sorry, is indeed injured in an explosion. I don't know. It's because I'm reading it. Um, Is indeed injured in an explosion, but manages to survive by using the Force. Um, So could she abandon the secular path of government military leadership for her brother's new Jedi Order? So so the main story there is that she plays a a larger role in Episode Eight than probably um, Liz uh, first uh, thought by most people. Um, what are your guys' thoughts, though, about her using the force and possibly even, you know, she's always been in the middle of the politics, leaving that and going more towards, like, the Jedi Order type deal? I wish they'd show her more with her force. If she's a Skywalker, I wish they'd give her, have would have shown her more, you know, force abilities and even in Seven uh, than they did, which the only thing they showed was her being able to tell when Spoilers, Han was killed. Right, yeah. So I think um, I think it makes sense. You know, we've seen her in a, in a military role. We've seen her in a political role. So, um, you know, I think it's time for her to uh, to show off some uh, Force abilities, right? And, and kind of get in touch with the Force. You know, you could almost see maybe there's an epic battle that's going to take place where it takes her and Luke working together, you know, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool on a on a Jedi level, on a Force level. So, you know, have you got any thoughts on that? Um, I know we talked a lot about like there were, you know, they heard rumors a few months back or a few weeks back about um, possible there being like an attack, and then it knocks her out early in the film. But I would love to kind of see somebody kind of come at odds with her, and then her come up with these force powers out of nowhere and kind of surprise everybody yeah that'd be cool yep so so there's some uh episode eight news um the only other episode eight news was that maz katana will be back which that that came out a few weeks back and i think everybody kind of uh already assumed that would happen so um so she will uh be in the movie to some capacity um, I have so. I have my own opinion about Maz Katana coming back. Um, yeah, I know, you don't like it? Yeah, I noticed that she was like a fan favorite in um, The Force Awakens, but I kind of w- hope that they bring her back and there's like a reason in the story to bring her back, not just putting her in for the sake of putting her in. Um, I felt like they were, George Lucas was okay knocking out Obi-Wan and A New Hope and bringing him back as a Force ghost, but... You know, there's not a reason to put them back in 
you know, it's like a Jar Jar showing back up after episode, episode after episode one. It was like, uh, I think the difference there though is nobody liked Jar Jar, so um, <laughs> well, I think, think she was a she's a likable character, so I think people want to see her back. Well, and Maz has stories to tell, right? Like we have things uh, to learn from her about how she got Luke's lightsaber. And by the way, she's not a traditional Japanese sword, so it's Maz Kanata, not Katana. We're, Look, I will say, I will say, of, Leah. I'll gonna, say, Katana. I'll say, uh, live long I'll and prosper. Any okay? name I want to say wrong. Live long and prosper. All Just you ask listeners. the people I work with. I call them all the wrong names. Sorry. So yeah, it would be cool to see her tell those stories. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, she could kind of be like a uh, kind of like a mentor to Finn. You know, you're assuming Ray is going to be off with uh, Luke. Uh, we don't know what Finn's going to be doing, but, you know, I could see a scene in there where she kind of mentors him a little bit, you know. Hmm. Right. So. Where does Finn fit in at this place now? I mean, we, well, have, Poe, um, we have the Poe, we have Poe as kind of the resistance leader. We got Ray as the Jedi. Now, where does that move Finn? Well, there's that there's that story, though, that he's going to go on a mission. I can't remember what he's going to find. Remember, he meets up that lady in the bar. and Yeah, he's just a soldier um, now. He's uh, Yeah, he's, I think he'll be kind of like an, uh, yeah, like a, he'll go on missions that they, they ask him to go on, you know, maybe gather intel. He probably has connections within the Empire or the First Order. Is that a, okay, Chad? He, he was a janitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a janitor. But he still, he was still trained. connections. You saw him, you know? Went, you know, on on the beach taking out those stormtroopers. He's he can shoot. He yeah. knows how to handle himself in a battle. Yeah, he had to go through the academy. So to clean toilets. Clean toilets. Um, he was trained from a young but that, age. Well, that one guy, the one guy in uh, Force Awakens that you know yells "you traitor" or whatever. They they went through the academy together and they were best buds, I guess. Who is that? Um, Who is that, Brian? I don't know the name. Come I just on, know that that's I just know the backstory there that they were they were buddies, along with the guy that was bleeding and you know put the blood died. on. Uh, yeah. Also, Kylo Ren his, called him uh, a traitor. He did. Uh, he did. I don't remember that part. Well. Not saying it didn't happen. And that guy's name is F F N two one nine nine. You had to look it up though. But I would just to confirm that I knew what it was. <laughs> I knew it, but I wanted okay. to make sure. Um all right, oh, so man, like uh moving right along. Um there's a new comic book coming out for uh Yoder. I was trying to say oh, his name man. wrong too, just to keep the thing going. Uh Yoder. for Yoda. <laughs> Um, which, uh, I think that's a, a welcome, um, comic. It's obviously, it's going to be done by Marvel. And if you haven't been reading the comics, um, out of Marvel, you're, you're missing out again. They are Canon. So they do have a, a purpose. Um, and Jason Aaron, the same guy that's writing the main star Wars line is writing this one. And it takes right. place before the Phantom Menace. Correct. So it's going to take place before Phantom Menace. You're going to see, uh, Qui-Gon, Jin will be in it. Obi Wan uh, will make an appearance in it. Um, they have not announced who the uh, enemy will be, um, so not sure who they're going to um, have him go up against. Um, but basically, it's going to explore some of his past. Um, it'll and basically, it's going to be Luke uh, reading this through Obi Wan's memoirs, um, and that's how this story is kind of told. The Journal of the Wills. Right. So 
That uh, and again, if you've been reading the comics, you saw when Luke found that uh, comic or that. Uh, we found, found that found comic, comic book yeah. under Obi Wan's mattress. Whew. He's like, um, "Old Ben, I didn't know you had is, stuff like this here." Starting out, this is a rough night already, man. Um, but he uh, he's reading the story, so it'll be um, it'll be interesting, though. You know, see how much they dive into Yoda's um, past. You know, we were talking about it the other week, I think, um, how we don't know what his name of his species is. Right. We don't know what planet they're from. Um, we know there was at least one more, Yaddle, because um, she was in the uh, the prequels. But uh, those are the only two Yoda ends we, we ever see. So, um, Yaz, remember? Those Yaz's. Yeah. So when when's it come out? Um, it's next year. So I oh. think it's early 2017. Well, good thing we're talking about it now. Well, it's new um, news now, so. Yeah. So, um, but there you go. So that'll be uh, that'll be something coming out that'll be interesting to uh, to jump into. Hopefully it's longer than like a five-issue series, you know. Yeah, he deserves more than uh, five, yeah. I would agree. So, um, all right, moving right along, there was a um, – Chad – Turn me on to this. Whoa. Yep. Um, there's a fan-made film by Benjamin Eck, and it's called Jakku First Wave. It's on YouTube. It's about a three, three-and-a-half-minute film. Um, basically, it was about the uh, three stormtroopers uh, right before they go into the Battle of Jakku. And um, it's really, really good uh, short three-minute film. It kind of uh, gives you a glimpse into their life and why they're doing what they're doing. And it kind of actually makes you sympathize with them a little bit. Um, and uh, one of them, um, you know, one of them, their reason was because his brother died on the Death Star. And that's why he joined the uh, the Empire. They're, they kind of ask each other why they're fighting, right? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of an interesting thought. Um so I know yeah, Chad, you saw that. Yeah, that was their, that was the Empire's last hurrah, really, like the last battle before they were finally, ultimately defeated after Death Star Two was destroyed. But yeah, it shows three stormtroopers basically all hooked up, ready to jump out and fight. And the backstory is that seven thousand first, what did they call them? Not first responders, but first, what'd you Order? say? No, the you, the name of the film. Oh, Jakku, first wave. First wave. There were 7,000 stormtroopers on that first wave that got to Jakku first, and none of them survived. So we know that all three of these stormtroopers died, and you know we see them as these helmeted soldiers with no real personalities. I mean, Force Awakens definitely gave them a little bit more. Uh, but up to that point, none. And you see them with their helmets off all talking about yeah. why they're there. And then they put the helmets on, and it's got the you know intercom sounding voice and that i thought that was a cool touch to it yeah being out did you get to see it at all i did i was gonna check it out tonight actually yeah so it's a good it's a good uh you know good three minutes we'll uh we'll have it up on the facebook page in case you missed it and on the twitter um but uh really well done so kudos to benjamin eck i'm not familiar with uh benjamin eck but uh probably check out some more of his stuff because that was actually really well done so, um, all right, moving right along. The big news is uh, Rebels comes out on Saturday, season three. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and if you haven't caught up on Rebels, you haven't seen any of them. If you're like me, I caught, I think, all of the first season. 
half of the second season and you just never actually I think somehow my DVR crapped out and stopped recording them so I never got to see like the second half of the uh, second season but I obviously like I heard all the story and I knew what was going on um, but there's on YouTube a uh, three minute catch up video and again we'll post that to Facebook and Twitter as well so if you want to see it go to Star Wars Rant Podcast go to our Facebook page um, and uh, check it out there or follow us on Twitter at Star Wars Rant we'll have it posted up there and then we will also play it here for you right now With Rebels Season 3 around the corner, I thought it would be a good idea to let everyone who hasn't seen the show catch up. So this is Star Wars Rebels, the story so far. This is Ezra. He lives alone on the Outer Rim planet of Lothal ever since his parents were arrested for speaking out against the Galactic Empire. He is forced to fend for himself until he meets a small band of Rebels led by the hidden former Jedi Padawan, Kanan Jarrus. Kanan recognizes Ezra has abilities in the Force and decides to teach him as best he can. Word of their existence reaches the Imperial Grand Inquisitor, who begins hunting the two Force Sensitives with the help of Imperial Security Bureau Agent Callus. The rest of the crew includes Hera the pilot, Sabine the Mandalorian former Imperial cadet, Chopper their sociopathic astromech, and Zeb, whose race was killed by the Empire, specifically Callus. They receive instructions from the mysterious Agent Fulcrum. They hatch a plan to send out a transmission to the rest of the Outer Rim, encouraging galactic citizens to stand up against Imperial oppression, but Kanan is captured in the process. With the help of a larger and more organized rebel cell, Kanan is rescued and the Grand Inquisitor is killed. Fulcrum is revealed to be none other than Ahsoka Tano, and the Lothal rebels are accepted into the larger cell's ranks. More Inquisitors and even Darth Vader himself begin hunting for them, forcing the fleet to stay on the move. They recruit the help of former clone Captain Rex. Callus and Zeb are forced to survive together, and Callus begins to see the loneliness of the life he leads. Ezra's abilities in the Force continue to grow, but the news of his parents' deaths send him down a path of anger and hatred for the Empire and the Sith. Seeking guidance from Yoda, Kanan is officially knighted as a Jedi, Ahsoka is told the truth about her former master's fall, and Ezra is encouraged to seek Malachor. The Rebel Cell finds a base on the planet Atalon. Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka travel to Malachor. There they meet Maul, who manipulates Ezra into retrieving a holocron from a Sith temple. The Inquisitors attack and are destroyed. Kanan is blinded by Maul. Darth Vader confronts Ahsoka while Ezra, Kanan, and Maul escape the crumbling temple. And that's how we leave things. Many questions are left up in the air for Season 3 to answer. How will Ezra use the Sith Holocron? Did Ahsoka survive the battle with Darth Vader? Will Callus remain with the Empire? All these questions and more will hopefully be answered soon. That's it for today. Please subscribe, like, and share to see new Star Wars videos every weekday. And if there's a specific Star Wars topic you'd like me to cover, leave it in the comments and I'll do an episode about it. As always, thank you for watching, and may the Force be with you. Alright, so, um, there you go. There's your catch-up on the Star Wars Rebels. Um, if you want to see the visuals, again, check out our Facebook page and Twitter uh, page. 
But um, so it's a really good series, and I have some more news about Rebels. Uh, a good article or interview with um, Dave Filoni, um, and he explains how the fire of the Jedi is going out in Star Wars Rebels new season. So I'm gonna try not to read all this, but um, basically what he's saying in this article is um and we'll link to this on the page as well the facebook page but uh um you know for the fast the last two seasons star wars rebels is just like any other star wars um story and that there's a master and an apprentice and he's being trained and um but as you approach um season three and you get closer to a new hope um we know that the uh the jedi are almost non-existent or, or pretty much non-existent so there has to be some dark times that come before new hope and i think that's what we're headed for in season three um so um feloni says a lot of season three is centered on the line in a new hope um where tarkin tells vader the fire of the jedi has gone out of the universe and he says, so you have to start to enter this period period where it seems like the rule of the day isn't people who uh, weld the f- wield the force, but it's more people that are controlling military might and starfleets. They seem to be the ones in control by the time of A New Hope. So that's why he's introducing Admiral Thrawn into the series um, to start to bring about that uh, change. And again, this is all canon, right? So um, this is what, you know, some of the things that lead up to A New Hope. Um so the fan favorite character is a master military strategist who provides a threat unique to all of Star Wars to date. He's a servant of the Emperor with no personal agenda other than crushing the rebels so um, so as to secure the safety of the Galactic Empire. Um, so kind of uh, kind of interesting. I mean, it really seems that Rebels season three is going to be pretty pretty dark. Um, and then he also talks about. Um, Darth Maul and that Darth Maul will continue to be in Rebels season three. You're not going to see him like in every episode. They want to use him uh, meaningfully and he will still be a mentor in the shadows to Ezra. Um, And uh, so we'll see where that uh, where that leads Ezra and and ultimately the story of uh, Star Wars Rebels. So um, I'm looking forward to it. You got to look forward to it, b because, and I don't know if, again, if you've caught any of these, but it sounds like a very dark season for Rebels Season 3. Thoughts? Um, I kind of hope that they take the uh, Forced Unleashed route, and uh, I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping, hoping that Ezra turns out to be Darth Vader's secret apprentice at some point, and that hmm. they come into, uh, into, uh, uh, I hope him and Darth Vader come together in a little bit of an alliance. So, I just really, I really enjoy Force Unleashed not because the main character is like a dark, dark side user, but yeah. So, do you think that this means that there will not be very many seasons of this of this show? Like, if the well, if they talk about the yeah. fire going out already. <clears throat> we're getting closer to the point where Ezra, obviously Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka are not in episode four of the movies. Here's what you have. I'm going to call it right now. So you can have this season's about Ezra's turn to the dark side. He becomes dark. Uh, I almost said Dave Filoni. Kanan 
then in the next season, season four, has to turn Ezra back from the dark side. And then ultimately they all die. So, so is that in um, season five or are there only So I'm going to say season four. I'm going to say four seasons. Um, and I'm going to say Kanan definitely dies because he was knighted as a Jedi. And there are no Jedi left. Um, and he's official, like, officially knighted. Like he's in a Jedi. And there are no true Jedi left um, by the time A New Hope comes around. So how many seasons will they do? I'm going to say four. Yeah, that's kind of what I think too. If if that's the case, will they do some other animated show somewhere else? Will they take an in-between seven and eight or in-between, you know what I mean? Start yeah. something new? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know what else you could do. You know, well, depending on where they bring up in episode eight beginning, you could do yeah, you could do something between. You could tell a story of I don't know who, but someone in between episode seven and eight that's interesting. You could. I'd be surprised if they didn't have something else. Just as for as many Clone Wars episodes as they did, and now yeah. Rebels being as popular as it is, to just let it go. I mean, you've got an endpoint for sure, and to not try to do something else. After that, seems like, especially when they've got movies planned into the 2020s, um, seems not consistent with that you know thought process. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I just, but yeah, to the, as far as Rebels, yeah, you know, um, if they are going darker this season, you know, that, you would think that bode for a shorter, uh, shorter lifespan. So, yeah. yeah, four, maybe five, you know. Um, Anyway, what do you think, Beanob? How many episodes? How many, uh, any uh, successful TV show, any any TV show that they label successful usually hits 100 episodes. Usually that takes about five seasons to do. So I say they could finish out, round it out about five. The nice part about TV shows nowadays, though, is usually uh, they, they have an end point. They have a story that they're fulfilling. Um, they usually write it out until their story is finished. They don't just write out the show. You rarely find a TV show nowadays that get canceled out of the blue after a couple seasons and don't have a prepared ending. Um, so yeah. I feel like they have, especially with the creative team, I feel like they, they're going to give us a, a really good ending to an ending to these characters, an ending to the story to give you a beginning and an end. Um, to could, lead they do, the could they do for a next uh, animation series, could they do um, uh, between... Um, Jedi and Force Awakens. I that's what I'm hoping for. Just because that era to me is, out of all the areas, I mean, I, the Clone Wars is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, even the even the time period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope is pretty simple. But I just feel like I'm still kind of frustrated with the new saga or the new trilogy because I'm so I'm still uh, there's so many pieces that are still left unsolved about i don't i don't think they could do that because they've filled those holes with their books they have major novels trilogies of novels that are filling the gaps of those with our with yeah the but main you could characters. put it but you could put it on screen you know right and maybe yeah, not i don't to, you're right maybe, i see what i see what you're saying maybe but i don't to, see them taking a book and making it a, a no, show but maybe I said, they yeah, that do, never happens yeah that but never rebels happens. is it, rebels is a group of people that they never right. we never knew anything about i mean you can right. you can create a group of people that you don't even know exactly about. true yep that if they did that's that yeah that's a good time frame to do that with so. 
All right. Well, uh, let's wrap up the news. And um, oh, you know what? I forgot. I forgot. Forgot. Um, Star Wars Battlefront downloadable content. Yeah, man. We talked about that last uh, week. Death Star DLC has come out. Um, is it still open for uh, season pass holders only? Um, I or think is it any... live for everybody yeah, to it's, download? it's available for anyone to get. Okay. I have not gotten to play it yet. I need to. Um, but, Chad, you have played it. Yeah, it's awesome. So tell us about it. It's cool. Real cool. So we did... All right. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate yeah. oh, that. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> No, they uh, it it came out Tuesday of this current week, so the twentieth of September, and uh, I came home from work and I asked my son. I said, "You know, the Death Star DLC came out." He's like, "It did," and immediately yeah. ran to the to the console and turned it on. We put the disc in, um, and we have season pass, so it installed. And man, yeah, it's real cool. Like, ah, uh, it you start out. There's there's a couple different modes. We talked about it. I talked about it last week as far as going from flying around the Death Star to onto the Death Star and then to the trench run. There is a like three-step process for that. But when you, the very first thing we did is you start off either in an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter, flying outside a Star Destroyer. There's a planet to the right. I don't know what planet it is. It looks like our Saturn, um, and there's a lot of asteroids flying around it. It's got rings around the planet. It's, it's beautiful. You're out in space, and then there's this giant Star Destroyer there. And as the, the Rebels, you're tasked with um, taking out their shield generators and then blowing up the bridge. And you have to kill a bunch of enemies. That brings in some Y-Wings. The Y-Wings bomb um, the shield generators, which makes them susceptible to your laser fire. Then you have X amount of time to, to do as much damage to those things as you can. And if you could blow those up in the amount of time that the, the matches, your side wins. If you're the Empire, you obviously want to take those... You know, X-Wings down and not allow them to shoot it. If you hold them off, then you win. Then it moves into the Death Star. So it shows a, a shuttle landing inside the Death Star, people getting out. And now you got R2 in the Death Star, and the Rebels have to go get him and escort him back to the shuttle to get off the Death Star. The Empire has to prevent the Rebels from doing that. So R2 is there. Uh, the Rebels have to run up to him. You kill the people around him. You hold X. And then he starts doing his beeps and he starts rolling and you have to escort him to the shuttle. Regardless of who wins, everyone gets off and then it goes into the trench run. And this is probably the coolest part. So it looks just like the movie. You you got like the look. It looks like you're flying across land, but it's the Death Star. So you have all the towers, the white background to the space. And it, it designates three people on the Rebellion to be part of a squad that's going to go into the trench. All right, and one of them's Luke, and they're going to have a couple other ones. So they're usually the Red Squadron, and it, it assigns just three random players. And then there's checkpoints you have to get to to get the Rebels to the end, where you put the photon torpedoes into the exhaust port. And as the Rebels, you want to protect those three pilots. Um, as the Empire, you want to shoot those three pilots down. So they literally go into this trench, and they're flying in the trench, and then you go into the Death Star. Like, Carter was chasing chasing one of the guys. He was on the Empire, and he was chasing one of the guys. And they went down, and they flew right, and they went into the Death Star, and there's, like, pipes hanging down. There's It looked just like the movie. Nah, that's cool. And he crashed immediately because didn't <laughs> we didn't expect that to happen. And he, it was it's, like, really difficult to fly 
into that, in and out, and weave and dodge and all that stuff. Um, and so if the Rebels hit each checkpoint, then they get to the end, the photon torpedoes go in, the Death Star explodes. If not, then the Empire wins. So it's really, really cool. I mean... So that's definitely different from, like, the other... Oh, um, yeah. Level, I don't know what you even call those, but uh, game modes, I guess. Yeah, um, Fighter Squadron so like, is the one where you fly the planes, but, yeah, it's... Or the yeah. X-Wings, but, man, it's... So same thing, though. You die, you respawn, yeah, though, right? Yeah, totally, yeah. And then... Uh, so, the, so then it jumps, though, from, like... It jumps to all three, like you play all that three and one. You can, yeah. That's one of the modes where you can play. It's kind of like Walker Assault, where you okay. hit a certain checkpoint and then you move on and you got to go further. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah sounds cool. And then there's other modes too. You can play as Chewbacca, which he's really strong. You can play as Bosk, yeah. which he's real good too. So, uh, how's uh, have you, you know, so you obviously Chad um, has a video game podcast, South Dakota mm-hmm. Gamer video uh, video game podcast. So. Um, have you been paying attention to the reaction at all? Like, how's uh, the reaction? People that have, I yeah, say. people that have be, still been playing this game love it. Like, no, yeah. I have not heard anyone say they don't like this DLC. Um, the one they did before this was Bespin, you know, Cloud City and stuff. And yeah. were, that was not as well received, but this one has been received very well. And then coming in December, we have Scarif from Rogue One as being the last DLC for this game. So that Very should be cool. cool too. So check it out, and then um, and then that's it, right? Is that is after have, Scarif? Is there going to be any more? Um, yeah, that's uh, the last DLC for Battlefront. Um, and then, uh, and then Battlefront this, Two will come out, right? Assuming they do Battlefront Two. When do we have a ETA on that? No, nah, I would imagine Holiday 2017 be my guess. Yeah. What do you got, Beanob? Uh, I heard. I don't know if Chad heard about this, but the. Uh, one of the writers and artists of the Darth Vader running comic series, which is coming to an end, um, is doing a comic called Star Wars Classified. Um, it's kind of I a secret project. Um, they haven't revealed what it is yet. Um, but, it's classified. <laughs> um, yeah, it's classified. <laughs> it's top secret. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys thought, I don't know if you guys heard about that. But, uh, you know, anything that's kind of a secret, I'm always interested in finding out what it is. Um, but do you guys have any thoughts of uh, what this classified comic series might be about? I've not heard anything about it, Chad. Um, no, I haven't really heard anything about it either. Uh, the- I mean, I would think it almost sounds like some type of secret missions, Star Wars type story, you know, where there's... Yeah. Maybe you got rebels doing secret missions. It's gonna come out in in uh, December of this year, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the, what it will be, you know, what the story will be or what it will entail, but uh, that could that could be interesting. Yeah, stay tuned on that. So, you have any thoughts on it, B Nob? Since you brought it up, um, I hope that they. Uh, I hope it's an Anakin's comic. I mean, come on. Nah, nobody cares about him. <laughs> they did that Anakin Obi Wan comic. Yeah, they did. Was not very well received. I uh, liked the art in it. It was cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're gonna wrap this puppy up and move on to um, searching the archives. Worthy of recognition in the archives of the Jedi Order. The advantage of old archive data. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. 
Bring me the archive data. Okay, so this week, speaking of comics, um, last week we were talking about Palpatine and his uh, rise to power and things that he did, and then Brian brought up uh, Operation Cinder. Operation Cinder. Which has to be said in a whisper. Um, I did not... I, I vaguely recalled it. I could not remember the details. Um, and so he he subtly said, well, maybe we should make that something we talk about in the future. And so since it's his podcast and he's my boss, I said, okay. And I did the research. So um, this, this story comes specifically from Journey to the Force Awakens Shattered Empire. Shattered Empire. Sorry. Which was... A four-issue comic series that came out right before the Force Awakens movie came out. Um, it was supposed to be the well, it is not supposed to be. It is the gap uh, bridges the gap from the end of um, Return of the Jedi into the beginning parts of Force the Force Awakens. It was soon the, to be a new animation uh, series, as I suggested. That wouldn't be bad. Poe's mom and dad. Oh, that's a great idea. Do you think they were Poe growing up? Sorry. What? I'm sorry. Poe. Poe. Growing up. I don't get po. it. Poe. They didn't yeah. have any money? Poe? Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. No. Poe. No, I think they did all right. I think they did all right. So, yeah. this... So not, w- it's not going to be... <laughs> so, just, sh- just... It's not going to be an animation. I was just, just you know, throwing it out it. there. It wouldn't be a bad idea to do that. I well, think. a minute ago you said that they never do that stuff because it was already books or comics. But after this four-part series is over. So this four-part series goes, and I'll, I'll explain the four-part four, four part series, and then they could continue after that. But um, it's this was the first post-Jedi new canon material that came out after um, you know Disney purchased Marvel and all that stuff. So this is the very first time we saw anything post-Jedi that is now new canon. So, basically, it starts off, uh, and I'm not going to go into everything because it's four issues again, but um, you have Poe Dameron's mom and dad are two. His mom is probably the main character of these four, um, but you have his dad there as well. You have Luke. Um, you also have Han, and it picks up on the Battle of Endor, and it shows um, Han going in, and Poe Dameron's dad is on Han's Strike Force team. It shows Poe's mom on a fighter squadron team, green team, um, up around the Death Star, trying to occupy the TIE fighters as Lando flies in with the Millennium Falcon um, and and his group to take out um, the Death Star. So she's out there flying around. uh, A a shuttle transport leaves the Death Star. She goes to attack it and come to find out Luke Skywalker is flying this shuttle. So obviously with Darth Vader on board, right, passed away. And he says, this is Commander Skywalker, don't fire. And so she escorts him back to the forest moon. Um, as all this is happening, they're winning the war, right? They get to, She gets to see her husband, Poe Dameron's father, Kess Dameron. And they don't get a whole lot of time together because it's the war and everything like that. But they finally get to see each other again. That's the first issue. The second issue starts on a Star Destroyer, where this red-robed individual comes onto the bridge of the desk of the Star Destroyer. Um, and there's the, the Admiral, not Admiral, was he Commander? I forget his title. 
he was there and he tells everyone to leave the bridge so everyone leaves except for the guy in charge and this red robed individual kind of looks like an imperial guard that you would see you know next to palpatine obviously palpatine has is dead now um and this this uh red robed individual is called the messenger and he's a messenger droid i thought it was a person but after doing more research it's a droid um comes up he's got a helmet and his face is just like a screen and the droid says something to this person he asks him are you the so-and-so he says yes i am he says we need to get a blood sample so he pricks his pricks his palm gets blood sample to confirm who he is and then Emperor Palpatine's face comes up on the screen of this droid's helmet. And he says, he basically tells this person, you are one of the very few handful of people that are getting the same message. You will not know who of the other people are, but here are my orders to you. This is Operation Cinder, and you need to follow these orders immediately. And they don't tell us what those orders are. The panels go to a different perspective. You don't hear what it is. Um, but what happens after he hears these orders, he tells his second command, set course for Naboo. And upon the Empire, Emperor's orders, we're heading to Naboo, we have a mission. And his second command says, what are you talking about? The Emperor is dead. He says, that's treason and you could be killed. I would suggest you don't say that again. And so he's like, all right, yes, sir. And they head off to Naboo. So as they go to Naboo, um, Leia goes on a secret mission with... Um, Poe Dameron's mother to talk to the queen of Naboo and ask her help in getting the new government set up saying you've got a long history with the old Republic. Um, you know, you, you were part of the, the sparking of the galactic civil war. Um, we really would like to have your backing and your advice and your help, um, as the queen of Naboo now to help us kind of start the new government. She agrees, but while they're on the planet, the star destroyers show up and they start putting these satellites in orbit and they create a climate disruption array so these satellites surround the planet and they start to make huge storms happen on the planet hurricane sized uh, storms the one of the people say it's at 20 percent and already there's five hurricane uh, strong storms on the planet with many more being developed um, and it looks like their mission is basically to destroy everything that's on Naboo and make it in, inhabitable for people to be there. So Leia and um, Poe's mom, uh, her name is Sarah, and the queen of Naboo take those old yellow Nab Nabooian <laughs> fighters. <laughs> so the old Wait, yellow... So back yellow, up. Are they all Nabooians? <laughs> I never thought about that. Okay. So the Nabubian fighter pilots, those fighters, <laughs> the yellow, that can't be right. The yellow and silver fighters, there's only Which three of them cool left. fighters. I do like those fighters. Yeah, there's only three of those them left. They've, they've not been fighters. <laughs> they've not been operable for years and years and years, but they work. So the three of them take them up. They take out the, the satellites, and just as they're about to get destroyed by the Star Destroyers, here comes Lando and, and the fleet for the Rebellion, or now the New, New Republic. Um, and they chase off the Star Destroyers. They save Naboo, right? And the speculation is, well, what? Okay, we've learned through a couple people we captured. Um, there are twelve other planets that um, these the Operation Cinder was told to go destroy. 
Um, in the comic, it doesn't really give... It gives a couple, like, three or four other names. None of them were major planets that I recognized. Um, but they said that there were 12 of them total, Naboo being one, where the Star Destroyers were supposed to go and destroy the planet, essentially. So, it leaves to wonder, and they don't give us any kind of closure on this. It's left very open. Um, but why? Why is Palpatine wanting to... Obviously, Naboo is his home planet his home world and he he wants to destroy it is he trying to hide something is this vengeance is this one last you know strike at some of those things that maybe caused him problems where he grew up i don't know it doesn't tell us i'd like to think that he's trying to hide something you know that there's something deep and dark that he's got there and he just doesn't want anybody else to find it yeah really i agree important. he's got uh secrets that uh, need to be hidden for some reason so Whether I, or not we'll uh, see them come, you know. And that's where, I think that's where you had a brilliant idea, even though you didn't mean to. Yeah. You had a brilliant idea that this would be a great animation show to to take, to tell this story. Um, the very last comic talks about, uh, has Luke. So, so Leia, not Leah, Leia and Sarah get <laughs> back to base. And Sarah's like, all right, I think I'm going to take a break. And here comes R2-D2 around the corner and tells her, hey, you got to follow me. Since, since she's Poe's mom, she knows how to speak droid, right, because Poe does. And so she follows R2-D2 around the corner, and lo and behold, there's Luke Skywalker. And Luke says, I need you to help me. I need a pilot. I have this Imperial shuttle. We need to go get something out of this base on this planet. Um, we're going to disguise you. It's on v- Vettine. V-E-T-I-N-E is the planet, and there is a lab, a secret lab, um, Imperial lab on this planet that Luke needs to get to. And so he gets Sarah to disguise herself as ISB agent Alicia Beck, and they fly to this planet to get what Luke won't really tell her what it is. So she pretends to be this person. It gets them all the way down into the lab, and then the guy that you know that's in charge of Imperial that brings them down there says... If you really did your homework, you'd have known that Alicia only has one eye. She's missing her left eye, so you're a tra- you're not her. And they start fighting, and Luke goes all Jedi on her and just like, it ju- just force shoves everybody. Basically, takes care of business. Um, and come to find out, there are two branches in suspension in this lab that come from the last Force tree that was on Coruscant in the Jedi Temple way back when. And Palpatine had taken these two branches, and that was all that's left, and put them, and they were doing experiments and trying to, I assume, get some force, you know, whether they extract the force or figure out how to manipulate the force with these trees, but Palpatine thought they were important to have. And so Luke wanted to make sure he got them. So they get there, they fight their battle, Luke gets them both, they leave, as they, they're flying away, Luke says, you know, I, I didn't know there were two. I thought there were only one. I only need one. So why don't you take the other one? you got to take care of it. Don't tell anybody. Keep it safe. So the very end of the, of the comic shows Luke flying away with his part of a forest tree. And then Poe's mom and dad planting the forest tree outside their house on whatever, whatever planet that they live on. Now kind of retired from military um, fighting at this point, living on a planet in, in peace with a forest tree in their backyard for Poe Dameron to put his tire swing on. 
Yeah. So, um, do you think the forest trees will play any role in the movies? Because I mean, that's uh, I don't know, it's just so odd to have that in there and it not uh, not mean anything. Especially, and we talked about this in another podcast, but um, that theory about how the force started and um, where these two, you know, this brother and sister. Mm-hmm. found this force tree basically and then kind of got the force from that right i don't know i don't know that this will come in the movies but now that you've said it i, I can't get it out of my head that this is a great this is a great animated series just waiting to happen waiting to be told that's all Poe's mom and dad are at this moment are animations they're just drawings in a comic book so why not take those likenesses and let's see little poe growing up becoming a great fighter pilot what about you, Binam? Um, Yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing it. And I, I think we'd appreciate The Force Awakens a little bit more if we saw um, a little bit more of the New Republic and maybe the settings. I probably said it a thousand times, but just kind of the vague, the vagueness of the New Republic and 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 the First Order, and even you know Kylo Ren's origin with Snoke and all that. Maybe they'll explain it in the next movie, but nah. I think rewatching The Force Awakens now that all the hype is over, um, that part of it just kind of frustrates. I mean, me do you, do you think he thing. got the? Because uh, he kept one. You know, he went there getting those those trees, and uh, do you think he got it to plant it at his new Jedi Temple training grounds? And maybe we'll see it in the next Star Wars movie, and it's kind of just there. And maybe he, yeah, it'd be my assumption. Says that something used about it. it. Do you remember yeah. a tree on Coruscant ever in the prequels? Do you ever remember a, a tree being displayed or prominently anywhere? I'm trying no, to remember, and I don't. But, but I, I do know. I thought I remember seeing set images for Episode Eight, and there's a tree. There is mm. a tree. One tree. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, it's interesting, too, again, that uh, Palpatine wasn't done at Return of the Jedi, and he had some type of uh, yeah, okay. plan in place, Operation Cinder. And why don't they tell it? Why does? Why do we not get that final? Why don't we get that piece of the story? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot left on the table there. What What was the full goal of operation cinder what were the other planets what was he trying to hide what did luke do with the trees i mean there's a lot of of gaps to fill in there yeah so and nobody's talking about it but us Hmm. right they just make more questions than they answer them so you got to figure with all the planning that disney and marvel have they have plans for that somewhere yeah it's got to be answered we want to know i want to know so all right well good job i appreciate you uh bringing that to us that's a lot of good content for people that don't read the comics so um all right let's move on to interesting indeed very interesting interesting this should be interesting interesting indeed all right interesting indeed i have a couple facts for you and a lot of the things uh which is a little crazy is a lot of the facts um that i'm going to bring up tonight kind of factor in uh some of the few things that we spoke about earlier today in terms of the news and and the podcast and the comics but the first bit of news is something that i didn't know up until recently is that jar jar binks instead of being an obnoxious comic relief in a phantom menace was originally supposed to be a mercenary who betrays qui-gon jinn at the end of at the end of the movie 
um, which is pretty interesting. I don't know how that would factor into episode one and um, what your guys' thought is about that and how that could have shaped the story a little differently. Anything could be better than what he was. I think he betrayed us all just, you know, because we mm. immediately hated his guts. But Oh, my word. Uh, was that a uh, – is that like a for real fact or is I've that heard like that a too. rumor? Yep, I've heard that too. So what? How would he? Did it? Does it go into detail on how he would have betrayed detail. him? It just says he was originally a mercenary of some sorts yeah. and uh, joins up with Qui Gon like he does, but ends up betraying him. Lucas didn't huh. like that part of the story. I, so I can't see that. him being a mercenary anyway, just because. Well, of not how... after seeing what we've seen, but if he was yeah. a mercenary to begin with and didn't talk like a retard, I'm sorry, talk oh, like that's... a <laughs> Chad. Chad, edit everybody. That, edit that out. <laughs> It's not the 1990s. You can't say stuff like that. Anymore. No, you can't. He didn't talk like a like a I'm like like an did. uneducated like an uneducated gungan. Uh, I yeah. think we should just stop. Just go on to the next one. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I did not. I did not know that. It's very interesting indeed. indeed. Right. Number two. By the time episode three um, came about, um, George Lucas was so into the digital effects that the film contained over 2,200 digital effects. Mm, so disappointing. It had more than episode one and two combined. Ugh. In contrast, A New Hope only had 350 visual effects. So. Well, you know. Seven times. Sign of the times. Man. Sign of the times. You said that was episode three. Episode three, and well, that was that was the best of the of the. It was three, you know, the original, the prequels. Well, all the Mustafar stuff, obviously, you know. Yeah. Sure. You mean they weren't really floating over lava, volcano? Sorry, Brian. That's no. disappointing. It's it's great that you guys bring up that because that brings me to my interesting fact number two. Um, Not number ab- three about that. Oh, number three. Number three. Oh, number three. I'm yeah. sorry, but uh, See, you one, know, I, I and then Chad two. mentioned before. So. Chad mentioned before about how that um, that little short video on YouTube shows um, the other side of being a stormtrooper. In episode three, not a single live action clone uh, wearing their helmet in Revenge of the Sith is a real person. They're all CGI. Oh, so it's really hard to get the realism of, of every one of, of them. This, yeah, every single one of them that does not wow. wear that, that that is not wearing a helmet. Oh wait, 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 that's not wearing a helmet. I mean, that is wearing a helmet. I'm sorry. Okay, so what about on Kashyyyk when, uh, yeah, Yoda's they, with those two? I mean, they looked real. They're CGI. I'm telling you, Man, every so every terrible. single one. Of I them. believe it. It's so bad. I I did our scenes where yeah, without a doubt, it was all CGI. It's just a computer. But, uh, it's a video game made into a movie. Are you sure? I believe it. I believe it. I mean, now you just watch it and you just like, okay, you can't put a guy. I mean, just imagine that one scene where they're all in the in the cargo hold before the before it lands on Jakku. Just how real that is. Just putting guys mm-hmm. in real costumes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you know. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole thing in on Kashyyyk when Yoda's up there, all those none of nothing's there. None of that's real. Those are all computer animated stuff. Yoda, the storm tro- the the clone troopers, only the, the Wookies. Oh my word, that's so disappointing. 
I mean, when Yoda, when Yoda takes off in his ship. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously that's CGI, but... Right. Man. But it makes it so less enjoyable as yeah. as technology advances, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, now that you're ruining it for you lo- everybody, you, well, you know? Well, you lose the realism. <laughs> right, you, you just tell. lose the realism. I remember watching a movie with my dad as a kid called The Last Starfighter. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's an yes. 80s movie. Yeah. 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 But like my dad was all pumped about it. He told me when he was a teenager, it was, it was he was pumped up about it. For me, it was like, all right, none of this is real. And I just yeah. feel like my children may not enjoy it as much as I did just because they're going to look at that and say, well, that's real fake. fake. <laughs> it doesn't hold up either. Like the further away you get from it, the more janky it looks because things have gotten so much better. Right. So as things, hmm. you know, it's less enjoyable as things improve. Totally. There is one scene though where it shows the patio of uh, at, you know how she has Padme has like that open patio that's yeah, out on, on Coruscant, and oh, it, course, it, yeah. if you watch it, it looks like they're like zooming in on a on a small miniature model. <laughs> um, mm. If you guys, now I'd have to go back and check that out. Check those out. Um, all right. The next interesting fact: uh, George Lucas tried to get uh, Steven Spielberg to direct a numerous amount of Star Wars movies. Um, he even tried to get him to do Return of the Jedi, which he couldn't because he was part of the Directors Guild. Not sure why that factors in of why he couldn't. Um, maybe he's only he can only be contracted by certain studios. So is it because Lucas was independent? Maybe at the time, maybe not so. part of a you know union or whatever. So he couldn't come in, but um, speaking of the the Obi Wan Anakin fight, parts of those scenes were uh, Steven Spielberg did come in and help George Lucas create that. So maybe that's why that scene is so great. That mm-hmm. lightsaber duel is because Steven Spielberg had his hand in it, but he kind of used Lucas to just gain visual effects knowledge so he can make the wonderful film War of the Worlds. <laughs> oh boy. Um, next, more FX interesting facts. The asteroid sequence in Empire Strikes Back is legendary special effects for its time. Um, but a lot of the actual asteroids in the sequence are actually shoes, and another one is a potato. <laughs> That's <laughs> Speaking awesome. of, um, you know, <laughs> just effects that they use, they just painted potato. a potato Great. and different things to make it seem like it. Um, yeah. so... Hmm. Uh, oh, I mean, very that's cool. just I so know interesting that. that they uh way different between the asteroid sequence in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, with Obi-Wan and right. so, yeah, Jenga. So you, you can put together your own asteroid sequence at home using a sack yeah. of potatoes and awesome. a can of silver spray paint. <laughs> um, another interesting fact um is that during the uh, scripting of A New Hope, the Force was originally envisioned as some sort of galactic Holy Grail or MacGuffin, kind of like an Indiana Jones, um, called the Kyber Crystal. Um, Hmm. So I think it's interesting. I I think it's interesting the more that I look into um, all these different things from the Legends or Expanded Universe and even George Lucas's early scripts that they... um, that they still use those story po- points in some different way that George Lucas created in it his process changed. of coming up. 
Right. Yeah. It just changed. I mean, the Kyber crystals are now in Rogue One. I mean, they weren't in the original yeah. movie, but now, now they're the main MacGuffin for the Empire to build their super weapon in, in, in Rogue One. So it's interesting that these story points that George Lucas created, you know, 30, 40 years ago are now actually being into, implemented into the story um, after all this time. That is cool. So good stuff. Very interesting. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so good stuff. All right. Let's move on to uh, character spotlight. Who's that? Who's he? What are you? I want to hear their story. Okay. Back to me. I'm going to talk some more. So, good job. it's my job. Brian's over there yawning. It's the other Brian this week. He can't handle it. Other B knobs doing just fine today. All right, so Kanan Jarrus, he is one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels, uh, kind of sticking with the theme of Rebels um, today. Um, he is our character spotlight. So he is first introduced in Star Wars Rebels. He is also shown in his own comic series called Kanan, and then also in a book um, called Dawn of. Uh oh, Dawn of. What is it, Brian? It's a, it's a new dawn. A new dawn. There it is. A new dawn. Yeah. That's the name of the book. You're welcome. So, yeah. that's. I'm just trying to keep you awake. So, A New Dawn, and then his own, own comic book, and then also the show. So, he was born 33 years before the Battle of Yavin. So, that's kind of where, you know, every timeline is kind of set from is the Battle of Yavin. B-O-Y, if you will. Battle of Yavin. So 33 years before that, as he is born, um, his name, his born name is Caleb Doom, Dume, D-U-M-E. How'd you pronounce that? Yeah. Doom. Me too. Me too. Doom. Um, he was born on Coruscant. That's where he was born. Um, and from a very young, young child, he was uh, noticed to be force sensitive and taken uh, to be trained to be a Jedi. So he was a Padawan to Depa Bilaba, and he was part of he was a Padawan of her during the Clone Wars and during um, Episode Number Three. And when Order Sixty Six was issued, he and his uh, master Depa were out on a mission on a planet with their with their group of store of uh, clone troopers. Um, he had become close to them, called them by their nicknames. Um, and as a kid, you know, he was just a kid to the store, to the, I keep calling them stormtroopers, to the clone troopers. He was just a kid and they kind of, you know, bonded with the kid because he had such, he was such strong in the force and he wielded a lightsaber. Um, but when order 66 was issued, um, they were around a campfire at the moment. They were on a downtime during the middle of the night and they turned on Caleb or Kanan and his master and his master, Depa, sacrificed herself um, in order to allow Kanan to escape. So in the moment that it happened, he was kind of stunned and didn't know what to do. Um, Depa realized what was happening, killed a couple of them, and that just kind of sent him into shock as well because he kind of considered them friends. And all of a sudden they turned on him and she had to kill them. She snapped him out of it by yelling that he had to run, and he took off. And as he looked back, he saw her getting shot down and being killed. 
Um, and he managed to escape, um, found his way, smuggled his way onto a ship, um, and actually got off planet. He kind of entered the guy he smuggled onto his ship was a pirate, um, and he was threatened to kill him and everything. And during this time of him just being terrified and running, he realized he's going to have to kind of sacrifice the way his life has been and what his life was going to be, realizing that the Jedi are not, they're traitors as far as everyone's concerned, right? That's what Palpatine painted them as. Um, So they would be turned in by citizens and be hunted by the Empire. And he kept his lightsaber, but he put it away and traded it for a blaster, kind of became a thief, um, a smuggler as a child, as a teen, um, teamed up with this pirate. You learn this in the comic books. Um, the pirate double-crossed him, and then he in turn double-crossed the pirate, and they kind of became co-workers, not really friends, but respecting each other enough. And this pirate taught him how to survive, you know, basically out on his own in the streets. He did find the message um, that uh, Palpatine said to send out, that everyone was to come back to the Jedi Temple, come back to Coruscant so that they could kill them. And then he had gotten a a secret message from Obi-Wan saying what had happened. Do not come back. Go far away as you can. Hide. um, And we will try to do something about this. But for now, everyone needs to go into hiding and don't contact each other. So he got that from Obi-Wan, that message as well. Lived on the streets for a while with this pirate. And then we don't really hear a whole lot of him in the comics until A New Dawn, the book where he is a freighter pilot um, hauling materials back and forth from a moon to a planet um, for a company that kind of has been put under the thumb of the Empire. So he's not working for the Empire, but he's working for a company that they're selling materials to the Empire to build all their weapons and things like that. He sees some of the bad things the Empire is doing to these people in these mines and how they're destroying ecosystems and families. It bothers him, and he knows he has the power to do something to help people, but he never does. And he always finds himself jumping from place to place, never stays anywhere very long, doesn't get attached to anybody anymore. Real angry, you know, kind of bitter. Um, Eventually he meets Hera, who is the pilot of the Ghost in Rebels. And in the book, you read A New Dawn, right, Brian? Yes. In the book, I got the feeling that he kind of fell for her, like, right away. Yes. Yeah. And in the show, they don't really explore that relationship at all. No. Uh, uh, Okay. But in the book, they definitely show that that's kind of where his interest first went. Um, And then to find out that she's attached to this group before the rebellion exists, just trying to get help, metal supplies, food to planets that need it, that are, you know, enslaved by the Empire. And realizing that they can make a difference. And she convinced him that he can make a difference too. Eventually he tells her that he's a Jedi. Or she finds out. And uh, you get to Star Wars Rebels. Where he now is part of the crew. With uh, not Ezra quite yet. But they have uh, Hera, Chopper. And then. um, What's the guy. What's the blue guy's name? The alien. The dude that's like the Chewbacca figure. I know. I know. uh, I just can't think of his name. That's terrible. I can't think of his name off the top of my head either. He is the last of his kind. Uh-huh. Um, so the, Neb? Neb? No, that's not it. You're close. You're close. Anyway. I don't know. 
so they are the the crew of the ghost um just basically going around getting car getting supplies to people that need them getting help to people that need them and trying to mess up anything they can in the supply lines and chain of the empire um kind of the beginning of the rebellion um before it was actually an organization um and then you take it through episode or season one and season two and you learn about Ezra and, and Lothal, the planet that he's from, and his parents being killed, supposedly him having force abilities, and Kanan realizing that, and then trying to train him, even though Kayla, or even though Kanan never really finished his training, um, he feels kind of responsible to train Ezra as much as he can, and then all the things that happen, you know, throughout season one and season two, you, they run into Leia, Lando. Um, Vader, Ahsoka, Maul, everyone's involved, um, and especially at the end of Season 2, getting here into Season 3 with Admiral Thrawn and everything that's going to happen there too. So Kanan is a very one of the last Jedi right there alongside Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda is the last few that remain that are living. Um, not quite of the same caliber as Obi-Wan right away, um, but you see him and him himself grow and his confidence grow and him being able to teach someone else at the end of season two, he come, becomes blinded. Um, Darth Maul basically hits him in the face with his lightsaber and blinds Kanan. And so now Kanan is, doesn't have sight anymore. Um, he still has a connection with the force and actually fights Darth Maul that way. But it's uh, his, his journey is changing. And as yeah. we see, he was born 33 years before Yavin. So we know, you know, he's, He's in his 30s, right, as Luke and the Rebellion is, is uh, attacking the Death Star. So, assumedly, by the end of this series, we'll find out what happened to him before that. He dies. Spoiler. He has to. Um, otherwise, you would see him, you know, a character like that and how strong he has become. doesn't make sense for him to be around when A New Hope takes place and not, that not contribute especially. and not be in the middle of it right right and that the character by the way that we we're talking about the blue guy uh zeb zeb see and you were close zeb. you were close yeah, it's close point cool. and there's so. and there's another way that i kind of put the pieces together that they may use some of the storyline from star wars a force unleashed just because ram coda is uh ram coda is kind of the jedi master to star killer in the force unleashed and very similar uh, personality traits, I think, and even for the fact that they both won't go blind, um, mm. you know, That's to make that point. comparison between the two characters, it just has a lot That's of force and a lot of a lot of character references between the two. So, so I'm hoping they're mirroring this; they're almost creating it without, you know, yeah, without reusing it with it. different names, right? But it's a great story. I mean, I hope that they use those elements. That's why I hope that I see. You know, Ezra moved to the dark side and then eventually come back yeah. to see how the ghost crew are influential in the creation of the rebellion. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. So that's points. how I would like to see the series end. That so, would be real neat. That's a great idea. So to get me on that story team. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Talk to Pablo. We have ideas. All right. Uh, good stuff. Um Again, if you don't read comics and you don't watch the animation, you're you're missing good Star Wars storylines yeah, that are don't all. Be la- don't be lazy, man. Canon. Yeah. Read and watch cartoons. I don't care how old you are. 
Uh, all right, let's move along to uh, question of the day. Uh, because certain events in my life, the question of the day is who shot first? Um, <laughs> certain events of my life. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Han, Han shot first. Um, yeah, no, I, I think um, we all know the answer. That is not the question of the day, um, <laughs> and I think it's Greedo. So we can we can argue all what? night about this. Well, you're wrong. Um, but my real question of the day is: I see all over social media, Facebook, um, people who post pictures of if the zombie apocalypse happens, tag your crew, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so many other things. Uh, if this person attacks you, pick pick five people who you would want to save you. Mm. Um, so you're on a secret mission mm. sent to you by the rebellion or the Jedi Order or wherever the case may be. You get to pick five minor Star Wars characters to accompany you on this mission. Minor um, ones, huh? Right. You can't pick any major characters. Um, so you can't Luke, oh. pick Luke Luke Skywalker five times, Brian. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but you uh, <laughs> you can pick five minor characters, and mm. these will accompany you. Your ghost crew your squad <laughs> your rogue squad mm-hmm. um whatever you want to call it so chad oh, who is your who is in your crew um okay so is wedge wedge he's he's in the minor minor character right right yeah, he's minor wedge comes wedge wedge and tillies i get him um let's see do they all have to be rebellion no it could be anybody, anybody. in anybody in canon Okay. This is your um, fantasy Star Wars draft yeah. right here. Wedge definitely comes. He's my first round pick. Um, let's see here. Who else would I want? Gosh. Watto. Pick Watto. No. I'll leave him for you. <laughs> um, man. I wish I was prepared for this. Owen Lars. Shush, Brian. <laughs> Why don't you go first, then? You've got all these answers all right. on the tip of your tongue. All right, tongue. Brian picked this. Chad picked his first round pick, and that is well, – well, we could take turns here. We could do rounds. Uh, I'll, I'll just give mine. You ready? No, just give us your first, and then we'll come back oh. to you. All right, my first, then, would probably be um, – and it's not because they are, you know, like uh, the top of my pick. It's just – I'm just going to give you one. Um so I would say I would take, I mean, would we consider Admiral Akbar a minor character? Yes. I would consider him, yes. So, well, he's got a great fan base. A lot of people sure. love him. So so Admiral Akbar. He's your, he's your strategist. Well, I'm not going to give a title. That's, we're getting a little okay. crazy now. So. All right. <laughs> I'm going to pick, as my first round pick, Kit Fisto. Oh, that's a good okay. one. That's a real good one. Well, now, yeah, Plo Kloon. How do you not take Plo, Master Plo? Yeah. All right. So is it my turn? Awesome. So once someone names someone, you can't take that you person. Can't take it. Okay. All right. So now it's my turn. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, Ventress. Wow. I can't remember how you say your first name, but that's good. That's a good one a great pick yeah let's see who can actually name five minor star wars characters (laughs) i think that's more of the challenge (laughs) all right uh who's up um i'll take it as mine and i'm going to pick wicket 
the Ewok. <laughs> okay. Uh, you would have lost. <laughs> I don't know. Those those little bears did a lot of work. Hey, they're nasty. They got their yeah. little tree trunks that can smash ATATs. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I got a Jedi. I've got a Rebel pilot. Um. I I'm gonna take uh that okay that that shift that changing bounty hunter. The one that, oh, that's, her? that's shooting at uh, Padme. The one that she freaking died. Yeah, well, you know, they all are, <clears throat> you know, you know, that's what I'm taking. I don't know her name. I think you have to be able to say her name. I don't even know her name. Zam Wessel. Weasel? Wessel? Yeah, Zam Wessel. Yeah. <laughs> taking taking um, her. All right. Uh, so me. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say, and I can't use one that's already been used. Um, I'll take Biggs. Anybody say Biggs? Mm, he dies too. So yeah, I know. All right, so Biggs. Okay. I am going to take. Um, This, I am going to take a random s- stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a captain, huh? No, I'm gonna pick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick the storm. I'm gonna pick a stormtrooper, just a random one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take Lobot. <laughs> That's terrible. He's not. He's useless without Lando. Doesn't Lando control him? Oh, yeah. It's he's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, no, he controls him. No, that's not true. He you does. You need to read the books because I read the comic. I read the comic. He the is Lando in comic. control. He can do that. That whole computer thing in his head. He can do stuff. Take a Lobot. Don't judge me. <laughs> All right. I take Captain Rex. Captain yeah. Rex. Yeah. Yeah, from the Clone right. Wars. Oh. And in Rebels. Okay. So far, I think I got the best team. I'm going to take Darth Maul. That's not minor. No, that's yes, not minor. Yes, he is. In episode no. one, he's a minor character. Then I'm taking Boba Fett. How do you figure episode one, he's a minor character? He <laughs> he's was the main like Boba villain. villain. Hey, he killed Boba, Qui-Gon Jinn. Boba Fett is a minor character. Uh, I would consider them major characters. Based yeah. on their... Popularity, popularity and and just their overall impact yeah okay i agree okay i'm going to take so you would consider qui-gon Jinn a major character yeah yes okay i am going to take um that little guy that's next to han in, in, the, in the little ship going to the death star what's his name Next to um, Lando, you mean? Yeah, next to Lando. Nine Nub. Nine Nub. Yeah, Nine Nub. I'm taking him. You have to do his laugh first. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nailed it. Racist. <laughs> All right, I would take. Um, it's my turn. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, is it my turn? I don't I'm, want to step on any toes. I'm, look, I'm looking up the name of the last thing that I want. So yeah. 
Okay. Um, I am going to go with um, Admiral Sloan. Admiral Ray Sloan, huh? No. Hmm. That's a good one. That's my five. So my fifth one is the Nexu from Attack of the Clones. That's the, the cat one with the real sharp claws and teeth. Wait, an animal? Yeah. Didn't say it couldn't take an animal. It's not. It's it's a character. It's it's not intelligent. It can't speak. Nynub can't speak either. Yeah, he can. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nynubian. <laughs> no, that's what I'm taking. Oh. Next, so it's like a pet. Yeah, he's an attack pet. St- okay. Is that it? Did we all no, do our five? No, I have my fifth one. Oh, okay. Let's hear this one. I am taking one of Queen Amidala's handmaidens. Uh, that's just because would. you're a sick perv, I you weirdo. I bet you would. I'm taking her decoy. <laughs> oh. I bet you uh, are. I think we just end it there before it gets out of control. I think we can all agree, though, that mine was the best assembled uh, minor Name all five team. of them again, your whole team. Go. Okay. okay. Ventress. Uh, Biggs. I picked... Um, I picked... Uh, Oh boy. Yep, see. I picked um hang on. I picked Sloan. I picked um who are my other two? Mm-hmm. I picked uh Yeah, I'm bored right now. <laughs> Frick, I can't, can't remember now. Yeah. Uh who are you did you write it down or something? No, I just knew you wouldn't oh. remember. I don't think you're you your best your the best team that you've got. My best team ever. Wait, I can't Sloan. Uh it was Sloan. It was. So was it I forget. It was, I forget more Sloan. as as we go on. Sloan, Sloan. Ventress. I picked um, Jar Jar Binks. No. Sloan. Wow. Okay. Well, that's terrible. And then I picked Sloan. All right. And well, I picked, and I picked Dor- Dory from Nemo. Because <laughs> you can't remember stuff. You get it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. My team started really great, and then it just crashed and burned. Yeah. That's a good question. Minor characters. That's good. Mine is real top-heavy. Whoa. (laughs) I start with Kit Fisto, and it just goes down from there. (laughs) I think that about wraps up uh, episode 13 here. So, um, unless you guys got anything to add. Bye. Well, that's it. That's, I don't, yeah, that's I don't have anything to Get a little more of a See you later. ending. <laughs> All right, so that about wraps up episode 13. Be sure to check out uh, our Facebook page, um, Star Wars Ramp Podcast page on Facebook, and then follow our Twitter at Star Wars Rant. That's on uh, Twitter. We thank you for joining us. Be sure to watch star wars rebels as that will probably i'm guessing be a continuing conversation as we move along but uh, we really thank you for joining us hit us back next week with episode 14 until then have a great night go viking